Hello, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us once again for During Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kitts. Well, let's get into it with a prayer, and then we'll get into the message. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us this guidance and the ability and the platform to be able to talk to people and to share your word with them. And maybe it will bless somebody today. If it does, Lord, bless them hearty. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Give us this word. Give us the Holy Spirit to help us guide us and to teach us and to help us get this message out to the ones that need it. In your blessed holy name we beg. Amen. Today we're going to talk about the story of Stephen. He was the first martyr. In the New Testament, in the books of Acts, in chapters 6 and 7, we learn how the members of the church in Jerusalem gave their money freely to help the poor. This free giving led to trouble as the church grew so fast. For some of the widows who were poor, they were passed by, and the friends made complaints to the apostles about it. At this point, in the infancy of the church, thousands were coming to Christ, and the church was wrestling with how to best care for everyone's need. New believers lived together in tiny communities. They did life together and shared their belongings as well as being followers of the ways of Christ. However, some of the widows in the group felt their needs were not being looked into. The apostles gathered the people and decided to choose men who would be known to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. The twelve apostles called the whole church together and said, It is not well that we should turn aside from preaching and teaching the word of God to sit at tables and give out money. But brethren, choose from among yourselves seven good men, men who have the Spirit of God and are wise, and will give this work to them so that we can spend our time in prayer and in preaching the gospel. So this plan was pleasing to all the church. They chose seven men to take care of the gifts of the people and to see that they were sent to those that were in need. Seven men were chosen among them. One of them was Stephen. These men would function as deacons and overseers of distributing the foods and funds to those within the body of Christ that were in need. Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Spirit of God, and with him, Philip and five other good men. We know the name Stephen is Greek, and in chapter 6 of Acts, the apostles tells us that he was a Hellenist. A Hellenist is a foreign-born Jew who spoke Greek. He lived in Jerusalem and became a Christian. The Hellenist converts who probably formed a minority in the early Christian community, complained that the care of their elderly widows was neglected by the Hebrew-speaking majority. Now, here's an important part. God will add to your talents. These seven men were brought before the apostles, and the apostles laid hands on the men on their heads, setting them apart for their work of caring for the poor. Stephen did more than look after the needy people. We know the key of being a Christian is having a personal relationship with God. And just like all relationships, you will have to invest your time and effort into it for it to grow and to prosper. Stephen began to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and preach with such power as made everyone who heard him feel the truth. 
We are not called by man, but drawn by God into service. We should be willing to do whatever the Holy Spirit wants or leads us to do. The apostles laid hands on the new deacons and blessed them in Jesus' name. Stephen saw before many men that the church saw that the gospel of Christ was not just for the Jews, but for all men, that all men might be saved if they believe in Jesus Christ. And this great truth Stephen began to preach with all his power. We fully believe that it was the Holy Ghost that revealed this to him. The world was watching. The world's watching us as well. Such preaching as this, that the people were not, not just the Jews could be saved that believed in Jesus. This made many of the Jews very angry. They called all the people who were not Jewish Gentiles. And they looked upon them with hate and scorn. But they could not answer the world to the words of Stephen. Gentiles were welcoming the, the family of God through their faith in Jesus. He grants them full access to the throne of grace, just like the Jewish people before them. And we see that in Matthew 8, 5 through 13. We find it funny how God puts people in places that they are not really comfortable with. Like in a few years from this story, Saul will be known as Paul and will be sent to preach to the Gentiles. And the Gentiles were a group of people that he hated during his story time. We know that preaching the truth will make people mad. They, the Jewish people, rose up, the people and the rulers, and set them against Stephen. And at the time, they seized Stephen and brought him before the great council of the rulers. Stephen was brought before the church leaders in Sanhedrin. One person who was there was Saul who would later become Paul, the great apostle who served God, who was making a name for himself as the punisher of the blasphemers. We will teach about Saul to Paul later, but we just need to know that Saul was around and killing Christians during this time frame. Now, who was the Jewish council? The Sanhedrin was a Jewish council which administered justice. The word Sanhedrin comes from two words, sun meaning together and hedra meaning seat. This council consisted of 71 members, and the Jewish tradition traces the establishment back to the 70 elders appointed by God in Numbers 11 and 16. Sanhedrin was made up of the Philistines and Sadducees, elders, scribes, and priests. The Sanhedrin overseen by a high priest. The Sanhedrin had the power to carry out all justice for all matters of the Jewish law. At the time, Historically, the Sanhedrin had a great deal of independence and could judge all cases not involving capital punishment. These are the same people who arrested and had a trial for Jesus that was also illegally performed. And we'll talk more about that later. The crowd said to the Sanhedrin leaders, This man is always speaking evil words against the temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the laws that Moses gave to us. Well, this was partly true and partly false, but no lie is so harmful that is which has a little bit of truth in it. Stephen was bitterly opposed to the temple in Jerusalem and its sacrificial cult. People had to buy animals from the temple to be used in the sacrificing of any wrong that somebody did for the forgiveness of their sin. Even Jesus got mad over the exchange stands in the temple. How do you respond when confronted about your belief? So then the high priest said to Stephen, Are these things so? And as Stephen stood up to answer the high priest, all eyes were fixed on him. 
and they saw, and his face was shining as though it was the face of an angel. All minds go back to Moses' shining face when he came down from the mountain after he had seen the hind parts of God passing by. When we're safe from hell, we're changed. There's something different about us that the world can see. Stephen began to speak of great things that the Lord has done for the people of Israel in the past. How he had called Abraham, their father, to go forth into a new land. How he had given them great men such as Joseph, Moses, and other prophets. He showed them the Israelites had not been faithful to God and who had given them such wonderful blessings. Then Stephen said, You are a people with hard hearts and stiff necks who will not obey his words of God and his spirit. As your fathers did, so you do also. Your fathers killed the prophets whom God sent to them, and they have slain Jesus Christ, the really righteous one. As they heard these things, they became angry against Stephen, and they gnashed at him with their teeth like wild beasts. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up towards the heaven with his shiny face, and he saw the glory of God. And Jesus, standing on the right-hand side of God, and said, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. We know here, this is the first time ever that it's a reference to Jesus standing in heaven. Jesus is standing as an advocate. He is standing, and though he's anxious that he might help Stephen in his conflict, he's standing as though he's ready to crown his martyr. Standing as to say, I got you. I'm cheering for you in your battles. Let him then be standing for you, that you not be afraid of him sitting, because when he's sitting, he's judging, said Daniel. The thrones are placed, and the books were open, and the Ancient of Days did sit. But in the 81st Psalm, it is written, God stood in the congregation of gods and decided amongst the gods. So then when he's sitting, he's judging. When he's standing, he decides. He judges concerning the imperfection, and he decides amongst the gods. Let him stand for you as a defender, as a good shepherd, lest the fierce wolves assault you. How did this holy group react to that truth that he spoke? So they rose, those that were to be the true believers, and they cried out with angry voices and rushed upon him and dragged him out of the court council room and outside the city walls. From all my researching on stoning, it was used most of the abundant places of stones to be in an area. Stoning was so common that each city had a designated place for this act. I read one place that some people would just hang out near that stoning place to throw stones and work off some anger. General Concession has it that the crowd spontaneously started stoning him. Think of this execution by firing squad. They lined up a squad of soldiers with weapons and each had to fire a shot at the accused. Well, that was the burden of killing a person that it wasn't attached to one person but spread out amongst everyone that was there. No one knew who had the killing shot. Most would think that it was someone else that did that shot so they could deal with it a lot easier. This is how Stephen reacted to being attacked. They threw stones upon to kill him. While Stephen was kneeling down amongst the falling stones, he started praying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Lord, lay not this sin upon them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep in death, the first to be slain for the gospel of Christ. 
We find comfort in knowing that believing in Jesus, accepting Him as our Lord and Savior, will take away that sting of death. Was it legal to stone Stephen? To put someone to death required approval of the Roman procurator. In most cases, the Roman procurator bent on the demands of the Sanhedrin. And it's interesting to note that the stoning of Stephen was most likely illegal and there is no indication of the Sanhedrin seeking the confirmation from the Roman procurator. By comparison to the crucifixion of Christ, it went through all the proper routes of justice and was legal, though it was unjust, of a crucifixion. We have thought about this local Roman government that didn't want to get involved because they had just killed Jesus. They didn't want to step in and act on this stoning. They would still be hoping that they could keep the Jewish people from starting an uprising and overthrow the government. So by letting the Sanhedrin feel that they were in charge would keep them happy. After the stoning of Stephen, the followers of Christ began to leave Jerusalem in escape of further persecution. The good news about Jesus Christ began to spread because wherever they went, they told others about Christ. Stephen was a faithful follower of Jesus whose only crime was obedience to the Lord, but he did receive his heavenly reward. The abundance of stones made stoning the most common death penalty. Well, we thank you for joining us for this lesson, and we want to go ahead and close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and your love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us every day, all the time. And we thank you and we love you in your blessed holy name. Amen.